we can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change. Wrestling gave us that ability. I would say nothing in life has impacted me more than the things wrestling has taught me in terms of self-reflection, resilience. Toughness. Some guys have it, some guys don't. Adversity, 100%. How to pick myself up and be a man after I failed. And everything that has shaped my life and where I'm at today would not be there without the values and basically the, the lessons I've learned through the sport of wrestling. For me, wrestling saved my life because it, it allowed me to focus and channel my energy. We're fortunate if you wrestled because if you wrestled, natural talent helps, but it's it's five percent of the ingredient it pales in comparison to heart and technique and effort it humbled me taught me humility nothing can hit humble you more than wrestling i think it's the learning to adapt right you learn you learn how to adapt you learn how to solve problems you know if i look back my time i spent wrestling if it gave me one thing more than anything else it's mental toughness yes indeed folks it's the wrestling changed my life podcast i'm ryan warner your host it's Monday, October 30th, coming to you from Chicago IL. Our guest today is the great Zane Rutherford, three-time national champ for Penn State, two-time Hodge Trophy. Most recently, Zane was a world champ at the Senior World Championships over in Serbia. It was great to have Zane on the podcast to talk about his recent world title as well as some events going on in his life. Hope you enjoy it. Fan of the week goes to our friend Joe Hotkiss out of Cleveland, Ohio, a fan of this podcast, a businessman. Thank you so much for listening, Joe. We greatly appreciate it. And without further ado, folks, let's give it up for the great Zane Rutherford. Peace! Awesome. Zane Rutherford, welcome back to the podcast. World champ, how's it feel, man? Oh, great. Yeah, it was a fun year for sure. Yeah, it's like I was thinking about uh, I listened to our podcast this morning from a few years back. And, you know, I, I think when was your first world championship appearance? What year was that? Uh, 2017. 2017. It's like, man, that's you think back to the uh, the era of when we were growing up. I don't feel like guys were on the senior circuit that long. And here it's 2023. And, you know, now you're a world champ. It's just it's just amazing to see. Talk to us about your trip over. I want to get behind the scenes a little bit. Your trip over to the worlds. What was the acclimation camp like over in uh, in Germany? Acclimation camp uh, was pretty standard. Like we've been over there since 2017, so I think that was my third or fourth time there. And uh, it's very similar to being at the U.S. In the U.S., I think Germany always reminds me of Pennsylvania in some ways, like the farmland, and so it, it does feel like being at home. And then. We're on an Air Force base, so got and it. uh, it's got like a mall and everything, and so everything's in English and people are speaking English, so it just feels like you're still in the states, but you're at a different time zone, which is nice. So you always, you guys always go to that spot if like the worlds are in Europe. For the most part, yeah. Even the worlds was in Kazakhstan one year, and we still kind of went there as like a, a stepping stone. Yeah. Now, just saying this, though, it's like, man, thinking back to 2017 when we beat Russia for the first time, and then now it's like, we're the big dogs. It's just crazy how much it's transitioned in such a short time. Yeah, it's grown a lot, and it's fun to be able to, like, not only compete with those guys, but, like, kind of the expectation is we should beat those guys. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. And 
And so when you actually get to the world championships, how, how many days there early are you before like weigh-ins and that kind of stuff starts? Yeah, we're, I was the first two days of competition. So we were there kind of quick, which I like, I like just like hitting the ground going and then had a few days to like enjoy and watch wrestling and kind of enjoy Serbia. But, uh, yeah, we were only there for like, I want to say maybe two days before I took the mat. And I was in the first group with David and Vito. I think Mason Paris was also there in that group. So good, good first day. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you'd rather be there early, get it done, enjoy some food, watch, watch the other guys. Right. So, man, the, man, just the guys you just mentioned there, too. It's like all those guys had such incredible tournaments. Like, like Vito coming in, man. I, I don't know if you get to watch much of the NCAA season. Are you still a fan of college wrestling, or do you just focus on your own thing? For sure, a fan of college wrestling. I've kind of fallen out of touch with, like, what's going on in high school, but uh, college for sure. I mean, and you watched the season Vito had. I mean, it's like you had to be excited to see what he was going to do at the world level. For sure. Yeah, he had a great year, and... Yeah, I was excited to see how he stacked up against some of these guys, like some the Russian, for example. That was yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And like knowing the the lineage with his with his pops and everything. And and next year we'll have RBY potentially for Mexico. So um anyway though, so that that's the group you're going off against. And I was just looking through the results this morning. Your first match was the tightest before the finals. Had you wrestled that guy before? No, actually I'm I this is a good example of like why you shouldn't look ahead. Uh I so my the guy I wrestled first round had a match against the guy that I wrestled last year first round from Germany. And I thought maybe the German would win because I never heard of the, the other guy. And so the other guy won, and, and I was like, okay, let's do it. And uh, he came out pretty feisty. I think he like popped me in the face right away, and <laughs> I was like, let's all right. So this is how this match is gonna go. Let's do it. <laughs> and before that was the last time you wrestled Final X, or did you do a tournament in between? Yeah, last time I wrestled was Final X. Which that's that's a couple months, and then it's at the friendly confines of the U.S., you know, and then you get over there, and right away, boom, it's like welcome back to international wrestling. Yeah, it's like let's do it. But uh, <laughs> we had we had a summer full of like camps where we wrestled with uh you know other guys from across the U.S. So kind of yeah. got some some fields, and I've competed a lot internationally, so I felt like let's just roll right into worlds. And how bad is the pull for you getting into that tournament? The, the pull cut, yeah. Oh, the cut. Uh, it's not, not really that bad at 70. It's like right where I want to be. It's like six to eight pounds kind of maximum. And yeah. that's like, that's the range I was at in college. That's where I feel my best when I'm kind of just living there, eating clean, weighing that amount and then cutting it out. Yeah. That's, that's a nice amount. And it's like, so you go right into that and, and you mentioned the training camps. So one of the, there's the Team USA training camps. And are you guys also doing mini camps with Penn State on your own, or is that just part of like your daily workouts? Yeah, it's just mostly part of our daily workouts. You know, we're in state college most of the year. And then when we do got to go out to the training center, those are kind of, you know, just like maybe three or four times a year we're doing that. But for the most part, it's just training as, as normal in state college. And what's like the, what's the daily cadence? Like if we're like a day in the life as a, as a Nittany Lion wrestler, like the middle of July, like what, what's that look like for you guys? Yeah. Middle of July was, it really depends. Some guys were competing. I know Nick Lee and Kyle Snyder went overseas and competed in a ranking series at that time. So they were just getting ready for that after final X. Uh, the rest of us were kind of just, you know, getting ready to go for the next cycle. We usually, train for like something like the world championships is like, you want to make sure you're 
recovered and ready to hit like a six week cycle uh, intently. So that's kind of the thought. And when you're in that six week cycle, is it you guys are going multiple times a day or just one? And are you doing anything on your own? Yeah, multiple times a day. Sometimes we'll do like circuit training in the morning and then come in and drill or get our live in uh, a couple of days off a week. You know, yeah. recovery, recovery is still important. And then on Fridays, normally we do matches. So we'll like wear a singlet, get a center of a mat, get a full circle kind of train. Helps you feel like a little bit more anxiety, a little bit more nerves than just like doing a 10 minute go or something. So, yeah, that's what we do on Fridays. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That's like Thursday night before you got to get a little bit, a little bit of excitement for that. You know, I'm doing it every week. It's like you uh, get those reps in. And are you, are you one of these guys who have started working with coach Cal in California? Some of those crazy cross training stuff that David does. I never have done the cross training stuff. I follow coach Cal's uh, like supplements and stuff and mm-hmm. kind of, some other stuff that he recommends to do. Um, but I don't, I've never done the workouts. I would like to sometime, but uh, it's been working well. Like the training that we do, we still do some circuit training and some lifting and just kind of followed the lead of our strength coach. I've, you know, I've trusted our strength coach. He's helped me get strong all through college. And so we've, we have a good relationship and he's been keeping me strong for the senior level. Yeah, those workouts, when those guys are on the bike out in the garage, they look just absolutely brutal. Yeah. Yeah. It does look brutal for sure. That's a good word for it. <laughs> or like if they're on the, on all fours doing the bike pedaling hand, like, uh, like God, yeah, that just looks, I can't even imagine. And you, uh, you mentioned strength training. I was listening to our first podcast this morning and I, I f- totally forgot that when you were in middle school, you were doing like the thousand pushups three times a week kind of thing. Do you still ever bring that back or is that, is that long in the past? It was something I started back in COVID when we were just like not able to get on the mats at all. And I got bored. So I was running, I was doing stuff like that. And, uh, but no, since then I haven't really had a need to I kind of been doing more of what we normally do circuit training, weightlifting, yeah. like, like normal. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's cool just to hear little things you were doing like that. But so, so back to the world, you get through the first round and then going at you in your next, you really kind of start to take control and start to separate yourself from the field. When you get to the finals, how many times have you wrestled baby as Donnie at this point? Zero. Really? Okay. Yep. Yeah. We thought, got, who'd you wrestle last year in the finals? I wrestled Japan last year. And okay. so last year was unique with Yazdani. He had Israel first round. And yeah. as I'm sure you're aware, they don't wrestle each other. So he just defaulted out of the tournament. So, uh, and he was on the other side. He would have had Japan maybe at some point. But yeah, that uh, Japanese wrestler, he told us last year at the award stand that he was going Greco this year. So he's been doing that. He's trying to <laughs> trying to prepare for the Olympics to, to do Greco, I think, is his, his goal. Uh, would have liked to wrestle him again also, but had you wrestled him before fun. last year or that was the Never. first time? First time. First time. God. And he's like just the confidence to switch up and go Greco like that. Has he already won the Olympics in freestyle or no, I, I don't know. He kind of came out of nowhere, I think last year. Uh, but yeah, I'm not sure where the Greco uh, thought lies, but good at both styles. Maybe it's the weight class. Cause I think Greco has different weights. Like that 67. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, 
So yeah, okay. So you never had wrestled, yeah, Sonny. I thought you had. So going into it, I mean, at this level, I'm sure you're totally focused on yourself. But are you doing any kind of uh, like film review before the finals or even before the tournament? Not too much. I like to just like kind of focus on what I do. And uh, like I said earlier in the tournament, you can't predict who you're going to wrestle next. Like it was like I I saw my side of the bracket. I saw Ukraine had won the ranking series, one of the ranking series. So I thought I might wrestle him in like the quarters. He ended up not making it. So I wrestled Belarus, never heard of him. Uh, and then Russia was also on my side. I might've wrestled him maybe in the semis and Russia ended up losing. And then I uh, wrestled a guy that I wrestled last year. So it's just like, you can't predict anything and you just got to take it one match at a time. So I think for me, film review feels like I'm trying to look too far ahead. Right. And like, you know, watching from afar, like 4 a.m., you don't really have a good concept of the dates and times. But once you won your semis, is it a full day until the finals or is like semis finals same day? Um, so finals is the next day. So we wrestle okay. through the finals, get your weight down, make weight again the second morning. And then you kind of got all day to just think about the finals and get ready for that. And are you someone who's like you're trying to keep your mind clear of it? Or are you trying to like really stay focused on it all day? Like what, what's that look like your mental headspace? It's really hard. You got to just, I try to get my mind off of it, but it's like, you know, in the back of your mind the all day that you're looking forward to it so much. And uh, so it's, it's that battle all day. <laughs> yeah. And do you get a workout in like in the morning to, to kind of get yourself blown out and then just keep your feet up? Yeah. I, I find that, my body absorbs the uh, food that I put into it after weigh-ins better if I get a little bit of some kind of workout in before weigh-ins. So I'll just do that. Nothing crazy, maybe like a pound of total work that yeah. I'm trying to get off. But yeah. <laughs> I like how you gauge it in the amount of weight you lose in it. <laughs> yeah, you could tell like a one pound workout. Okay, that's not that bad. But you're looking at a five pound workout in the morning, then that's tough. Have you ever had to do that? I, when I was younger, he learned your lesson, but not since like high school. <laughs> yeah. Man, at least it was in high school, not even college. I, I, I think it was, uh, so Bo recently went on the Jocko podcast, just amazing, really fantastic. And then he told a funny story about they got to like a duel meet. It might've even been Iowa and he like was unexpectedly like six, seven over and he didn't tell anyone. Did I, you listen to that show, that podcast? I, I think I remember after the fact him saying like how, how much over he was. Like I remember that dual meet. Yeah. That's yeah, funny. But he wrestled well, so that's all that matters, I guess. Totally got it done. Do you do you go over to his uh his fight gym very often? Often because I just don't train any of that stuff. So uh but I've been I've been through there. It's a cool facility, it's brand new. Dude, you look at like just the energy and the atmosphere going on at Penn State. You got the Nittany Land Wrestling Club all you know, with date coming in and I'm sure you guys have some foreigners coming in. And then at the same time you have this UFC metropolis just across town. It's like, it's crazy. And then it's M2 right in that area as well. It's in the same parking lot actually as the uh, American top team. <laughs> so, like, yeah. <laughs> Dang, that's, that's awesome. Wow. So, so getting back to the world, so you, you weigh in, you get a workout in, you're kind of, you're hanging out and um, what's the post weigh in meal for you at this level? So, Coach Cal actually has us uh, drinking like a recovery shake that has all these good things in it, berries and stuff like that. But he actually recently made a, like a powder form of it. I think he's selling it on his website for like, 
you know, if you, if you're in a pinch and you can't go through the effort of like making, uh, not many people have a blender with them that way. And so, uh, we're, we're kind of, we're spoiled, but, um, yeah, I think he made that. I want to start trying that too, but it's got all good things in it. It's, it's quick too, like a smoothie, your body doesn't have to break down a whole bunch of stuff. So I'll, I'll start with that get electrolytes in. Um, if I have more time, like say I have a buy, I had a buy the first round, so I was able to get in a little bit more food, but still not, not eating like uh McDonald's breakfast sandwiches or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Coach Cal has this. Um, I want to get that powder, and he also has this service where you can send in like a sample of blood through like a testing lab, and he'll analyze the, your blood, like even a normal person. Like, and yeah, I I don't know if I should do it because I'm not even getting the five workouts in a week. But it's just like, man, this guy is so so scientific, so next level. It's just uh, it's fascinating the kind of influence he's been having on on the wrestling world. Yeah. I've it is amazing. And, uh, I'm grateful for it. I've learned a lot from just, I mean, I did one of those blood tests with coach Cal a while ago and just learned that, uh, my blood, my, uh, vitamin D at the time was the, at the level of like a 90 year old woman. And I, <laughs> I was, I thought I was good. And, uh, like I eat pretty solid. I, I thought I was good, but it's just amazing. Like the things he can uncover and then like go and correct. And so, uh, yeah, it makes you feel and perform a lot better. So outside of the vitamin level, did he like notice anything in like your diet? He's like, Hey, you're eating too much of this or that. Or like, what were some of the other things you got out of that? Yeah. And like, if you, if he uncovers something like that, then he might have some, okay, add this into your diet or uh, kind of just ask you some questions of, you know, why else, why that could be the case. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Having someone like that in your corner, you, you're feeling good about yourself and you know, going into the day, it just probably adds to your, how you're feeling. What are you, what's your, like, um, at this point, you, you probably have a good routine. Like what's your warm up routine when we're like 30 minutes out, 40 minutes out from the match. And what are you starting to feel and think? Yeah. I mean, I typically, I get that workout in before weighing. So that's like two hours in advance. I get my system going so that, that 30 minutes before I don't need to do like a full warm up. It's just like, get the heart rate up, spike it. And then kind of like, just calm down and I pace back and forth a lot, something I've done since I was a kid. So uh, just timing all that stuff the right way. And uh, yeah, that's how I get prepared. And are you, do you have a little mantra you say to yourself or is it your kind of empty mind going into it? Empty mind until I get kind of like in the tunnel. And then I'm just thinking, I like to remind myself of little things. Um, one thing that uh, one of my coaches, Jimmy Kennedy, reminded me of last year before Worlds that I've just kind of carried forward is just win the next score. And I really like that. I think in years past, I would maybe try to hold on to a lead or shut down. And these foreigners, they, they're really, they're tricky sometimes. And they are able to slick, they used to slick me in certain moments. So uh, like towards the end of a match. So I've uh, just focused on win the next score. If I have a lead, win that next score. If I'm down by four, when that next score, that's the best thing you can do. Yeah. The freestyle sprints at the end are absolutely insane. Like there's no safe lead in a freestyle match. No safe lead. And you just got to, it's more reason to stay on the attack and have good defense also. What's it been like having Jimmy in the room past couple of years? I mean, you're talking Illinois legend. He's, he's, he we hold him in high regard out here. He's awesome. Uh, he's you know, right around my weight class and just has a lot of good insight. He competed on the freestyle circuit for a while and just like picking his brain. He helped me get ready for multiple events. 
uh, in the past few years. And yeah, just grateful to have him around. Is he still wrestling with the guys? All the time. Yeah. Wow. He gets a, he gets a lot of work in. He's a stud. God, dude. So I'm 34. He must be 36, 35. Like that's, that's hard on the body. That's tough. It is. And you yeah. got some of these young guys you guys got coming at Penn State. It's like, oh, my Lord, they're trying to come in and prove a point every day. And he'll wrestle anybody. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, were there any moments of that match against Iran in the finals that stick out to you now? Like you're thinking back to like, hey, this was a crucial like kind of point where it could have gone either way. Or I remember being in on this single and you got to finish. Like any moments stick out now that we're a few weeks removed from it? I think just just um, my patience with him I, I think in years past like I got in on his leg before anyone had scored beginning of the match and I settled for a push out but in my mind at the time it wasn't a settle I was just like let's chip away at this guy slowly let's let's chip away at him and I think there was a point where I just kept doing that I, I might have got another push out later in the match and that was like he kind of took a deep breath when we got back to the center and I'm like whatever I'm doing Chipping away is the right move. I'm just going to stay on the attack, and I don't need to go and get a crazy score, or go go wild or anything, but just staying, uh, staying on them. Yeah, it's like you're like the the maturity of wrestling at freestyle at, at that senior level. It's like it's just crazy how much a couple world championships will will do to a guy and really you know ch change your style for the better. I mean, not that you needed to change your style, but like you said, those last thirty seconds, forty seconds. In America, I feel like we're all about shooting, going, going, and not always is that the best best tactic in those situations. Yeah, I mean, these guys have tricks, and I was I had a big enough lead that I, I didn't feel like I needed to shoot, really. And so and if I had shot, he might have tipped me over a few times. Who knows? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I felt like that was the move. Well, and plus with Iran, I feel like it's like Penn State, Iowa. Like, that's you know, Russia is not back to where they need to be or where they where we're expecting them. So they're definitely there. But it's definitely U.S. and Iran. And can you feel the energy of the Iranian fans when you wrestle on an Iranian guy? Sure. Not to the level I'm sure that David Taylor feels when he's <laughs> wrestling Yazdani, but it's uh, they're passionate. They love good wrestling. So it's always fun. I love I saw a tweet must have been last year, two years ago. It's like someone posted that whenever Yazdani's on the mat, it sounds like like Times Square traffic jam. Like people are buzzing horns. They're ringing bells like it's it's awesome to see how much they love him and you got to feel for Yastani a little bit David Taylor just dude he has his number now it's amazing to see but yeah it's uh those Iranian fans you you love them and and they're great for wrestling so when you're done and you win are you hanging out watching other matches like coming to the tournament each day yeah a little bit I was you know coming by to see had some teammates that had some cool matchups but uh yeah, also, and my family came out, all my family, you know, my wife, my uh, parents, my, my mother-in-law, my sisters, my brother-in-law. So it was cool to, like, have a few days also to, like, actually see Serbia and yeah. not have to uh, just rush out of there. Did you bring the little one over? Did. Yeah, he wow. made it. He got, uh, he didn't have any teeth before the trip, and then during the trip, he got all four of his teeth. So it was <laughs> <laughs> memorable. Did did you uh did you have a chance to poke your head back in the door and watch Dake Sitikoff? Yeah, that was wild. What were your thoughts on that one? I I think I think Kyle uh probably learned uh, a lot from that match and I think he's gonna be better for it. Um 
yeah, just just some flurries, really. It wasn't really anything crazy. I mean, there was a few, I think that one situation at the end of the match where uh, it was like Sitcom was in and uh, Kyle tipped him a little bit. But yeah, it was really like one or two situations, really. I don't, Yeah. nothing major, but it was, it was a fun match. I, I know a lot of people were excited to watch that. Oh my God. It was absolutely crazy. And the guy doing the Dake doc who I've met a few times, he's always got some great footage. And there was a shot of like Dake and Sitakal forming up like right next to each other. And so you see that and you're like, dude, this is going to be an insane match. And yeah, you know, I had Brian Medlin on who's uh, the Illinois coach. He goes to Osetti about once a year. He's like, dude, no Osetti is Sitakoff is like, is like Sajulayev almost like he's like that. highly regarded and obviously right he's never lost to an american but to your point there were a couple scrambles where he was in pretty deep on dake and like usually see dake doing a chest chest wrap there but i can't wait for the next one Yeah, me too. I, I agree. I think you usually see Kyle win that position. And I think just maybe a few adjustments and he can do that next time. yeah do you get to wrestle with with dake that often at practice Yeah, I wrestle with him some for sure. It's been fun. Uh, like just picking his brain, he's got such a unique feel, like you can't replicate that. And so, uh, yeah, I, I love picking his brain and he helped me learn how to better, finished some of my leg attacks uh, earlier this year. So that was, that was huge. Had you really wrestled him that much before he moved there? No, I think maybe like once at the training center, but never before. And you said his feel is like, it's kind of hard to replicate. How would you describe it? Like what, what's he doing uh, really, really well at his level? He, I mean, obviously super hard to finish on, like you get in on his leg, you gotta be, you gotta be in super clean. Otherwise you're at risk of getting tipped. So Yeah, I think that's such a unique feel. Most guys you can shoot on and you can at least maybe at, at a minimum get a stalemate, but he goes on the attack uh, when you get in on his leg. So being ready for that. and uh, Yeah, he's just, just all around really good. He's flexible. He's strong. He's got, he's really shifty. He's got good technique. He's good on top, like just a solid all around wrestler. Yeah, he's, man, so lucky to have him in the U.S., man. He's just, he's one of those guys where, like, at a youth tournament, you know, I always think back to, it's probably a bad example, but, like, you put your hand on a guy's head, the other guy puts their hand up. He never does that. Like, he'll let a guy, like, palm him in the face, like, five, ten times, and he's just going to stay in position. It's like, man, I, I just, I really wanted to see him versus Cotty in the uh, in the semis, that rematch, because that's one, you, you watch that one, you're kind of like watching Steiner against, it was a Tad Zunoff, um, you almost like you don't really know what just happened and was really hoping to see that rematch. But that, like you said, dude, the worlds were so deep this year. Things were happening every round upsets. Yeah, like to your point, things like that can happen any year. You never really, I don't know, some matchup sometimes or some some years, it just gets weird. Yeah. Now, now that you're back in the, uh, in the U S Olympic trials are coming up, You know, have you had a chance to kind of take a few weeks off and, and rest up before you go into uh, some training camps here coming up for the, the winter season? Yeah, I de definitely have, and that was good. I didn't really have any knock on wood, any like, lingering things so it was good to just rest we got down to florida my wife's family's from florida so uh got down there got some sunshine got that vitamin d up and <laughs> yeah Nice. <laughs> Watch all good out, be happy. What's yep it been, man? I gotta ask what What's it been like being a father over the last year, man? Has that been a big change? big change yeah it's 
definitely definitely shifts your perspective makes you a little like uh you come into practice or come at least the first three months where like you're not sleeping as much and you still got to come into practice and go hard and that was a blessing because later on in the year when he was sleeping better I was like man I I had some like down training uh months where it was like this is hard come in and, <laughs> and practice and have good energy but uh yeah I'm, I'm grateful for it and uh he's just been he's been an awesome baby and super fun that's exciting, man. I, I wondered if it would like change your perspective on on the wins and losses, but you guys have a pretty healthy perspective on that already at Penn State. Because um, I remember reading your quote last year on Instagram. It's like, at this point, you've already detached yourself from the results, the wins and losses, which that, that's a perspective we hear all the time out of Penn State. But I'm wondering if, if having, a, having a kid even added to that a little bit. Yeah, that definitely added to that perspective. You know, no longer is wrestling the number one in my life, you know, I got, got much bigger things. And so it's, it's cool. It shifts your perspective even more. I think last year, like you said, a few years ago, I detached myself from my performance and my worth uh, tied to wrestling. But so I think that was a good first step, but especially with having kids, it's like, how could you have uh, anything else be more important than that? And was there a match that you remember where it was kind of the turning point for you to have that shift in mindset? Was it a college match, an international match, or was it just something gradual over time? I think the Olympic trials, truthfully, uh, it was a blessing. I just kind of felt like I was in a, in a blur uh, state, like just like even my first, my first round, I felt like my reactions were like a full second behind my body. And it's like an out of body experience, I guess is what, the whole tournament felt like. And so I had to really evaluate, like, why did I feel that? Obviously that weight, that weight cut is a big thing, but it wasn't the whole thing. Um, so I had to just be honest about that and, and kind of take that in and make some necessary changes. Uh, that's a hard, hard lesson to learn at the time, but it was super needed for now. Feel so much more free, just detaching my worth from wrestling and competing. Did you know going into that trials that you weren't feeling, you know, peak form mentally? No, actually. And so that's like, like when it happens, you're like, wow, you really caught off guard, uh, kind of blindsided. So yeah, I, I look back at that event and I'm just like super grateful for it because it made me as, as painful as that was at the time, it made me change. Mm -hmm. So, uh, sometimes you need that to, to change. Uh, coach Kale always says like, if you can learn from other people's experiences, uh, that's always better. So you don't got to experience those pains yourself. But for for me, I had to experience that pain and learn and grow from it. So it was good. What led you to think that it was kind of too much about winning and not about like the, the progression and gratitude of it? The way that I felt competing, I was super like anxious and uh, thinking too forward thinking like I got to do this. I got to do this. And uh, just... I wasn't having fun. It really comes down to that. Like it's simple. Um, I know when I feel my best, I'm making, I'm thinking about making mistakes, having fun. Uh, that year I was just so uptight. Like I can't make any mistakes. This is a job, uh, keep my head down. And so like, I was like, why was I thinking that way? And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I just knew that going forward, I didn't want to compete that way. Whatever the result was, I didn't want to compete not having fun, not enjoying the sport.
Was there a point after that where you thought maybe you weren't going to wrestle anymore in the freestyle scene? Yeah, I thought in my mind, truthfully, I wanted to win Olympic gold in 2021 and then probably retire. So uh, I guess blessing in disguise, I'm still competing. So it was, yeah. <laughs> you're just getting started, man. Like, dude, you're, uh, we got, it's, it's such a crazy time with 2024 because everyone was in 21, went to 24 because it was only three years. But now I'm thinking 2028 to LA, that's going to have a pull for a lot of guys, kind of like Atlanta in 96. So it's like, you know, I, it's a, uh, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. Do you think when you're, when you're retired from wrestling, will you be a coach or will you get out of wrestling entirely? I think I'll get out of wrestling probably for a little bit. I, I don't want to say entirely because it's always going to be a part of my life, whether I'm uh, doing something and then get pulled into a club, helping at a club or high school. I think, <laughs> think that would be a lot of fun, but I don't think running my own club or coaching at the college level, I, I uh, studied finance in undergrad. I've been getting my MBA almost done with that. And so nice. I've always had a passion for business and finance. And so I think I'll, I want to explore that a little bit after wrestling. Yeah, that's cool. Business is a lot of fun. It's, it's you know, an athlete going in business is such an advantage because the mindset. Um, and when I think about business, business with you, I think not only about kind of life after wrestling, but some of the partnerships you have now, Rudis, an amazing brand. How did that partnership get started and what's that been like? Yeah, it got started. I I was with uh, Scrap Life for a couple of years. Uh, obviously, that didn't work out. And then I had a partnership with a smaller company for about a year. They got ended up getting bought out by uh, Spartan Combat. So I was kind of at a position where I didn't have a sponsorship anymore and was just like, you know, Rudis is... I've always admired them from afar. Like I, I love their, their gear, what they did for, uh, for Kyle Snyder. And, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I just reached out and uh, at the time they were wanting to do like a super match. So I got on that card before I was even an athlete of theirs and uh, just agreed to do the super match. And then when I went to their headquarters to kind of like take a photo shoot and stuff for the, to promote the super match, um, they were reached out and were like, Hey, we'd like to, maybe sign you as an athlete and kind of form that partnership. And it was a no brainer from there because I was, I was a free agent and they're in my opinion, the best apparel company in wrestling. So I would just, yeah, it was great. Yeah. You go to that factory and it's like, you get so excited with all the wrestling merch around. It's absolutely insane. When you walk through that back um, kind of warehouse area, you've been there. Yeah. I've been there a long time ago. Yeah. It was like probably three years ago. I went out there and I did an interview with Tom Ryan as well, but you go there and they just make you feel like they roll out the red carpet to anyone, you know, and the podcast was pretty small at the time, but just their lobby with all the Colat stuff. And then the actual warehouse, with all the merch, it's like, wow, it's cool. Yeah. It's their love for wrestling. Yeah. You can tell for sure. I literally was like, I'm in tech sales and I love it, but I was like so impressed by it. I was like, man, I might just move to Ohio and become a sales rep for Rudis. Like it was I, like that. It's like the energy you're just working on wrestlers all day. Like who would not want to do that? It's cool. Yeah. So, so you've been in that super match. Was that the one in before the nationals in Detroit? That was the one. Yeah. Who did you March. wrestle on that? James? James Green. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, which makes me think, so coming up to, you know, the Olympic trials are coming up here. I don't know if you've made your decision and you don't have to answer, but I'm just curious. Have you leaned one way or the other, if you're going up or down? I've been giving myself some time to figure that out. I think I, I want to make a full decision next month 
Okay. And then kind of not the, the goal, my thought is like, I don't want to like go back and think about like, Oh, I wish I get a month in and then change my mind and start going Sure. the other way class. So when I make that decision, I want to be a hundred percent on it. For sure. For sure. Well, it's exciting to see, man. And either way, it's uh it's just gonna be an exciting Olympic trials. I mean, between for a wrestling fan, you got Big Tens, you got NCAAs, you got Olympic trials, you got the Olympics, all within now like a 10 month window. It's gonna be awesome. Are there any uh any new guys coming into Penn State, like freshmen that you're really looking forward to watching this year that we should be checking out? Um, I, I've just been uh, working out with Mitch Messenbrink. He's a stud. And so I'm excited to watch him compete in a Penn State singlet at some point. And yeah, that's the main, that's the main younger guy that I've been wrestling with. Yeah, he's got a he's got a fun personality, man. What kind of feel does he bring? Unique. Yeah. He's lanky. He's got, yes, he, he makes really good adjustments too, which is something that not everyone does and just competes hard always looking to get better, always asking good questions. So yeah, I think he's just a sponge and is going to get better super fast. Can you tell he's got that Ben Askren training? Like the way he's like defending? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You can he's tell he's had a, good coaching. he's a beast, man. You got him, you got Levi Haynes. I know there's a couple other studs coming in who haven't even wrestled for Penn State. I can't think of their names, but it's going to be fun, man. And just knowing that you guys are all part of that ecosystem, I can only imagine the excitement you feel. Let's sign off with this though, man. I mean, as you look ahead, um, you know, kind of give us your thoughts on the next time we're going to see you on the mat and is it the Olympic trials or will we see you before then? Yeah, I won't compete until the Olympic trials. So kind of uh, taking advantage of that and just training and uh, finishing school up and all that stuff. Awesome, man. Well, that's going to be Bryce Jordan center. And that's where it was supposed to be back in uh 2020, right? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I, I, I I'll remember be there. when they canceled it and it, They canceled the NCAAs and like I was talking to my brother like the day after I'm like, dude, they might still do the Olympic trials. And I was just holding out hope. And obviously that was insane to think because everything got canceled. But yeah, it'll be uh I already got my hotel. I've never been to state college, so I can't wait for it. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's it'll be fun. Yeah, absolutely. State college is man. a fun place. Yep. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Zane. It's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. You're welcome anytime. And we just want to say congratulations on an amazing world championships. It's it's an honor to watch you compete. And thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Wrestling Changed My Life podcast. To support the show, please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. You can also support the show at our online store at store.wrestlingchangemylife.com. We have t-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. That's store.wrestlingchangemylife.com. We'll see you next time on a new episode of Wrestling Changed My Life.